0: Hello and welcome to Nostalgia Arcana. I'm your host Doug Leaf. Each episode of this podcast, we'll look back on the movies, TV, games, people, and phenomena that we still love talking about all these years later, and ask ourselves why these bits of pop culture still enchant us today. This week, we'll be revisiting. Ready?
1: Okay. Wishing and hoping. child.
0: My Best Friend's Wedding is nominally a romantic comedy. But whether it's a romantic comedy kind of depends on who you think the main character is. Because as we'll get into it, this movie has one big innovation that sets it apart from other romantic comedies. Which is that the main character is actually the villain. And uh, that whole thing kind of turns the movie inside out. It was a really interesting Thing to watch unfold for me because this was my first time watching it, but for my guests, uh, they love this movie inside and out. So I'm really excited to get into it. So um, to bring them online first, uh, you know her from many of our past episodes, including uh, most recently Clue the movie and Jurassic Park. And uh, gosh, what else have we done? We've done a whole bunch of them now. Uh,
2: adventures and babysitting. Yeah,
0: adventures and babysitting. Uh, so many. So uh, you know her, you love her. I certainly love her because she's my <laughs> wife, Amy Leaf. Hello. Everybody, <laughs> welcome back, Amy. Thank you for
2: having me. Not
0: that you had a choice. <laughs> you you live here. <laughs> you, you're welcome to drop in on any episode you like. Uh, so uh, so yes, and our other guest, you also know from many of our past episodes, including uh, the Golden Girls and Adventures in Babysitting, and so many more. Welcome back to the podcast, Ryan Merlow.
1: Hello, everybody. <laughs>
0: Uh, So, I'm going to throw it out to you guys because, as I said, this was my first time watching it. So, I I have some takes, but no nostalgic memories. So, uh, I'll start with you, Amy. Uh, Tell me about your nostalgic memories of My Best Friend's Wedding.
2: All right. So, remind me the year that this came out, like 97-ish? 98-ish? 97. So, that was high school for me. And at the time, I had the biggest crush on not this ryan but a different ryan sorry ryan <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> still hold much fondness for you but not, it's okay. not quite like that
1: <laughs> spoiler alert amy and i went to high school together yeah. so. Yes. And, yeah. And
2: yeah. so and kindergarten and on and kindergarten
1: and on so yeah. yeah okay um
2: but yeah so this movie came out at a time where i i mean my the crush that i had ryan the other ryan um was one of my closest best friends and i was in love with him um, uh, nothing ever progressed. Um, but this movie kind of resonated with me because of that kind of, oh, I, I love my best friend. This is a movie about your best friend getting married. So it just kind of hit at just the right time in my life to make an impact. Um, we'll get into later how I feel watching the movie now. It's a little bit different, but at the time, like I just had great fondness for, for hoping that she would end up with the, the guy and kind of seeing her not and like all of that. And it just, it, I don't know just hit it just the right time.
0: I mean, yeah, that, that definitely hits home that, I mean, we've all had that unrequited love at some point in our lives for somebody who is, you know, a very, very close friend and you will stay in that friend zone forever. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We don't have to get into the the specifics of that relationship, but yeah. Um, We may, but we'll (laughs) see. Uh,
0: But no, I mean, that's such a universal emotion. Yeah, Yeah. Right.
2: And I think that's why, like, holds so, like, it's such a universal... Like, a movie that has lasted for so long is because...
0: There's more going on with all, it than you think. Yeah, yeah
2: that too. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Ryan?
0: Yeah, go ahead, Ryan.
1: Well, I, I've always loved, and this is no secret for my friends, I've always loved female lead movies and especially rom-coms. I just... I And I loved all of Julia Roberts' rom-coms in the 90s, Notting Hill, um... Runaway Bride, we can go on and on. Um, but this one's different, and like Doug said in the intro, there's a reason why this one stands out, because it is not the typical rom-com, you know, that you always have seen. Um, and I think it's aspirational. I remember thinking, first of all, you know, kind of how cool, uh, just, um, you know, them in the city was. I loved. I loved the whole metropolitan aspect of the movie. But I also loved that. You know, of course, all of us have had a crush on a friend before, and in you, up until the last moment, you think that the two friends are going to get together. You know, mm-hmm. and so I think that that's an aspirational um, for pretty much most people. I think of have had that very fine line between friendship and actually wanting more. And here you have a movie where it's the main part of the movie and it just is play. It's just, it's a fun way to, you know, it it was always very fun. Yeah. Plus I liked the music. There's a lot of music mm -hmm. in this movie and there's a lot of singing. And I loved that. I love the musical numbers in this movie, especially at the restaurant, which we'll get to. But um, – and I also love Rupert Everett who plays the gay best friend. I think he's phenomenal in the movie and I think he makes it – I think he's kind of the – he's the comedic, you know he, – He he's comedic but he's also the voice of reason. So I, I – I, that's another part I loved about it.
0: Yeah, I – the the movie definitely feels like it wants to be a musical. I and I, I tried to find out if like, you know, the director Paul uh, or it's not Paul Hogan, that's Crocodile Dundee. P. J. Hogan. Different Australian Hogan. <laughs> yeah. Um you know, if he if he had like if he was a musical director, if he had aspirations of being a musical director, I couldn't find that. There were efforts to turn this into a Broadway stage musical mm-hmm. that were scuttled by the COVID-19 pandemic and then it just never got back on its feet. So maybe that will eventually someone will put that show back together again so it becomes a musical. I, because I feel you know, like
1: that's all the musicals right now. Like Mean Girls and all of these 90 mo- 90s movies are now musicals.
0: But as but so, like this movie actually give it time. And this one even has like musical numbers or like almost like it tries to have musical numbers and you almost feel like there's a musical inside this movie bursting to get out as opposed to like those movies where it was like, well, we can stick some songs in it and it will become a musical. Like Mm -hmm. this, it's like halfway there. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The soundtrack was a huge driver of my, like my love for this movie. Definitely. And there's a lot of other songs, like there's snippets of other songs that you don't get the full versions. Like obviously like the restaurant scene, you get the full song, but there's other covers in there that are just really like standouts.
1: Yeah,
0: and
2: even you the, even in the me, there's it, Wishing and Hoping is a cover.
1: Even in the beginning credits, yeah. it's like a great move it's a great song. I mean it's And it and it gives me Marilyn Monroe vibes, like in the in the the starting credits with her with her pearls and everything. I don't know. It was such a fun opening
2: to that movie. It was was like so unexpected, and like you're like, what is happening? You don't see those girls again. You don't know. I don't even know who those girls are if they ever became anybody. But
0: yeah, so for me, as the outsider, we might as well just we're launch right into the beginning of the movie since we're already there. Like it opens with this cover of wishing and thinking and hope it whatever that song goes yeah. and like I kept thinking oh these are characters in the movie nope they never come back like it's just this set of bridesmaids and a girl in a bride's dress performing this song and it's just here's a musical number like just from start to finish here's this thing over the credits and it was an, inter- yeah, it's an interesting way to start it. And I think the song, knowing knowing the twist of what this movie becomes is very fitting yeah. Because the, that's what this movie is for her. It's this, just wishing.
2: Well, and the singer of the song, it's an Annie DeFranco cover which is, is just so is? interesting to me because I, you don't really? associate her with singing like love songs like this. I wouldn't no, associate her with not not anything all. that's, you know, straightforward yeah. either. Isn't that funny? Yeah. yeah. It kind of not sets up all. the movie yeah. that like, okay, maybe this isn't the rom-com that you think it's about to be.
1: <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Ex- yeah. That's a good, I, that's a good point. I didn't know that was the Annie DeFranco. That's like to- hearing like Tori Amos singing that song. I mean, it's like, exactly. what, what the heck? Yep. Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and so when the song is over, we go to this VIP table at a restaurant where we meet Julia Roberts and her her friend, who's also her boss and editor, uh, Rupert Everett. Uh, Julia Roberts playing a character named Jules, which makes things easy. Um, but she is yes, a she's a restaurant easy. critic.
2: Yeah. And you're setting her up to be this like confident, like successful woman who seem seemingly has her shit together. If she's going to restaurants and critiquing them and her opinion matters so much. So I think that's a good setup that we're going to now tear down. (laughs) Well, (laughs) and I'm glad. Yeah, no,
1: no, absolutely. And I think she, she's like a type, I think it, it shows that she's a type A personality too. Just kind of how she's very, 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 um, you know, straightforward in how she reviews the food and everything. So you get kind of an, a cool introduction to who she is.
0: Yeah, but it is at least a positive introduction because, like, the the, oh, the yeah. easy choice yeah. would have had to be to, like, tear this food down. Like, it comes out looking yes. gorgeous. No, so you forever. want to
2: root for her. They have to yeah. build her up from the start. Otherwise, the movie doesn't work.
0: Again, as we already alluded, yes. she's actually the villain, so yeah. she's about to do a bunch of horrible stuff. So if she already starts from a place of, like, gee, she was a real nasty piece yeah. of work to these poor restaurant people be- If you know, you're an asshole
2: to the, to the restaurant, like, just general in my life, if you're an asshole to restaurants and restaurant workers, you're generally pretty much an asshole. So- I totally agree. <laughs> so, yeah, they had the to center... Tri- Go ahead. Yeah,
1: the worst people you can, like, be rude to are the people who are making your food. But, like, before, you see how all, how hard the restaurant workers are working in the back before you, they even bring out this this course to them. So they were working their butts off. And for her to, if she would have been, like, rude, yeah, it would have totally ruined the movie. Yeah,
0: so she gets a call on her, like, brick cell phone, which like immediately <laughs> yeah. dates this. I mean, that like cell
2: phone. Motorola. Like Motorola. I'm surprised yeah. there was even a cell phone in this movie. Like, I don't remember there. I mean, my dad had a cell phone, a, a legit car phone that was a brick in his car probably when I was like 15. But like my memory, like I didn't have a cell phone. at this. It's just interesting to like date it.
0: Well, I had a, I had a brick cell phone that my parents gave me for like, hey, if you get in a car accident, you need to call us. Have this. At, you know, so I didn't yeah. use it a lot, and it was a brick. This thing is an even bigger brick than
2: that was. <laughs> it's a flip brick, though, isn't yeah. it? It is a flip brick, yeah. It's <laughs> <You're cute. just laughs> a flip brick where you have to push up, pull up the antenna. Yes. It's what? like, yeah, I mean, it, it is.
1: It dates, it dates. But it's better than time.
2: But my dad's first phone. I remember it was legitimately like a rectangle, like a thing. Thick rectangle piece. Did you ever have one of those? Yes, and uh, that was like almost. permanently in the car. Yeah, and it like it, it was like stood permanently stood up in, in the his car. Little yeah. Stand on in our van. It was like yes. the biggest. Fa- okay. Anyways, moving on. Yeah, no. It, we're we're <laughs> our old. dating yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk. And now we're going to dive into the history of cell phones. But it is true yeah.
0: though. If you had one of those cell phones in your car, it was like, oh my god, you're the richest tycoon on earth. <laughs> you're, you you so are Iron true. Man yes. with this so thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I wish I knew how.
2: Right. Cost at this oh, my God. Uh, Probably not as much as iPhones today.
0: Yeah. But through this not phone, this is a phone call from her, her old college friend, Michael O'Neill, uh, who is Dermot Mulroney. And we get like the immediate download of the premise, which is he's getting married in four days for reasons well, they yeah, never She goes explain. back to
2: her. She thinks he's calling because she thinks it's because they made this pact. That if they're not married by a certain day, they're married. Age twenty eight, not even around. By 28. the way, twenty eight. Like in our times, like nobody's getting married. Random. Yeah. yeah. But I was I
3: was thinking about you, and I was remembering this um, unbelievably insane night that we spent in Tucson. Like I don't know, a thousand years ago, and you probably won't remember this,
4: but no, are you kidding? I think about that night all the time. You do. But it's not why I called. It's not. I called because I met someone.
3: Well. That's great. That's great because you, you, you haven't really, um, seen anybody, have you? since uh, ding back Jenny Lee.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't understand. I've never felt this way about anybody. And she's all wrong for me.
3: <laughs> well, there's a good start.
4: Well, no, I, I mean, she's a junior at the University of Chicago. She's 20. Her name's Kim, Jules. You're gonna love her. She's beautiful. And her dad is this billionaire, and he owns the White Sox and some cable empire. And you know, I've always been kind of uncomfortable around rich people. Sure. But they're they're not like that. They're such wonderful people, really. Salt of the earth.
3: So you've you've met her parents?
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jules, we're getting married this Sunday. Uh, hello?
3: What? What? hello? Michael. Hello? Michael, it's Wednesday night. How can you possibly be getting married on Sunday?
4: Actually, it all starts tomorrow, and, and it's one of these four-day weddings with all the traditional events and, like, 10 million people flying in from okay, all over okay, the world.
3: Okay, okay, and... okay. But are, aren't you working this weekend? I mean, is that responsible?
4: Well, the, the socks are at home, and Sport's letting me do a profile on the Big hurt, you know, on Frank Thomas. So, well, it, Wait. What, what do you mean irresponsible? Taking off a weekend to get married? Jules, I'm scared.
3: Maybe we should talk about
4: this. I need you. If you can't come and hold my hand, I'll never get through this. Please come. Um,
3: yeah,
0: but yeah First, so she, she's a spinster at 28.
1: <laughs> she doesn't even have any cats.
2: Yeah. Um, but she's <laughs> she's um. She's thinking in her head that he's calling about the the, the pact that they made.
0: Or at least to just catch up. Like, not, you know, business as usual, right? Like, she's, he's not expecting she's, she's not expecting, expecting this. this.
2: And you'd think, like, if they were such close friends, she would know that he was dating somebody. But it is what it is. Yeah.
0: But surprise, surprise, he's getting married in four days. So she needs to get her butt to Chicago to be part of this wedding. We find out everything we need to know. Basically, pretty quickly, she's... Uh, He's marrying this daughter of this rich guy who owns the Chicago White Sox.
2: She's still in college. I think they say she's 20 years old. Fine. Yeah, <laughs> very young. And, He's yeah. twenty nine, and, she, and she's twenty. And she
1: is Cameron Diaz. And she is Cameron Diaz. Yes. So just yeah. so you, yeah, this is like a very young, young Cameron Diaz.
0: Yeah, this is probably her second big thing after The Mask, which was ninety five.
2: And I did read something okay. that Julia Roberts really pushed for Cameron Diaz in this. Like a lot of other actresses tried out. I think Drew Barrymore was in the running. Sarah Jessica Parker was cool. actually in the running for the role of Jules. Um, so where they landed, I think they ended up in a really good spot because you're, you don't. 100%. Yeah. You don't dislike Cameron Diaz. Like normally in these circumstances, they set up these women to be like these awful, awful people that you're rooting for Julia Roberts the whole time. And that's not the case in this case. Yeah. Or or ditzy
1: or like a ditzy blonde. And she is, she's. Uh, she's very lovable. She's like, like effervescent a lo- she's
2: and cute and light. Yes. And I don't even like just Cameron like Diaz her. that much. But like, yeah. I liked her in this role. She's just You like her. Yeah.
0: Well, again, yeah. they're already starting. I mean, I mean, yes, this really starts when you meet her. But they're going to invert a lot of the tropes of a romantic comedy. And one of those uh, is a concept called the Baxter, which is like... That's the film school term for the the person that this person uh, your your uh, your lead is in a relationship with that they shouldn't be. So like think Bill Pullman yeah. in Sleepless in Seattle. Like you're just waiting eventually Meg Ryan is going to ditch this guy and get with Tom Hanks, right? That's a Baxter. This right. this dead weight we're waiting. So in theory that's who she's supposed to be. Um, but she's, as we'll see, she's not. But they're setting her up. Like, you're you're supposed to want to hate you're, her. Yeah, you're expecting you that you're not going to like
2: her. And I think yeah. the movie works because you actually do like her. Right. Right, right.
0: Uh, so, yeah. So she flies out to Chicago and she sees, we see Dermot Mulroney for the first time.
2: Looking hot as ever.
0: It, yes, yeah, gets not right? being Dylan McDermott, <laughs> right? but Dermot Mulroney, the other one.
2: Um, he <laughs> was so cute, though. I mean, you guys can admit that, right?
0: He's a good-looking fella. Yeah, um, yeah, he's a
2: good-looking fella. Yeah,
0: and yeah, and again, exactly. They have what's supposed to be like this moment, right? Like it goes into sort of slow mo, and they see each other, and then immediately Cameron Diaz is there with her
2: obnoxious like luggage cart. Which <laughs> <laughs> yes, usually yes, yes. would be like that's ridiculous. She's a snob, but like I don't know. It doesn't work for like everything she does is cute to me in this movie. Yeah. Oh, this just
3: makes everything so perfect. From the day I met Michael, all I've heard is Julianne this and Julianne that. I've never had a sister. <laughs> right off I have this monstrous favor to ask you. Excuse me? My best friend Angelique shattered her pelvis line dancing in Abilene over spring break. Be my maid of honor. What? Shouldn't you, uh, a bridesmaid or someone that you've known at least 45 minutes? My bridesmaids are my only two female relatives under the age of 40.
1: Debutante sisters from Nashville who are basically vengeful sluts. Oh, my exit! So this means I have four days to make you my new best
3: friend. It's time for you to force yourself to get personal.
1: Well, you know, you know, you know, it was funny when I just rewatched this movie, I rewatched it from a post 9-11 world where in this movie, they actually meet her at the gate, mm-hmm. you know, like at the she gets off the plane and they're right at the gate. And now I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so weird because this is <laughs> yeah. that does not happen anymore. You, you know what that. I mean? Yeah. No, we can't do that anymore. But how fun. I mean, that was really cool that you could do that. And I remember doing that. But that also dates this
0: movie. Yeah,
2: yeah, for
0: sure. So they get in the car with her. She drives like a maniac, which is um,
2: also endearing to me. Like, do I have a crazy yes, ideas? What is wrong with me? I you know. Right? Uh, if you,
0: <laughs> you want to yeah. no, lose like, it, yeah. I can suggest a movie where you can see. <laughs> she's like,
2: oh, I exit, and she like flies yeah. across.
0: Yeah, Which go. go I was gonna say, uh, "Vanilla Sky" or uh, "Being John Malkovich." Both of those, you may not be as big a fan of hers after gotcha. you watch those.
2: Gotcha.
0: Uh, definitely "Vanilla Sky" because she plays like a psychopath. Yeah, it's movie. been a long time since I've seen that movie. Uh, but yeah, so it's, we, we find out that, you know, she says something like, you know, I've never had a sister and I want you to be my maid of honor. So mm-hmm. already it's like, oh, geez, because you know, yeah. she's because Julia Roberts is already like in her head. Like, I got to break these two up so I can get this guy because yeah. we'll find as, yeah. I don't know if we find it out here but later. But basically, she's always kind of had a thing for this guy. They got together at one point. It didn't work
2: they dated for a month and then it was like too much she was she has intimacy issues i think it was established and yeah. then they just decided that they were best friends and they couldn't lose each other
0: yeah but so they she, had to
2: stay best friends she,
0: she talks about that a lot like she you know she says I, i'm not into concepts like love and marriage which is all a bunch of yeah like yeah. self you know preservation bullshit because you know, i'm afraid of human emotion stuff yeah. which as we'll see is like and oh I, no and I'm,
2: i would i would argue that and maybe this is like a little bit too premature of a conversation um, to bring up, but like, I don't know that she still is in love with him. I think she's jealous and I think she doesn't like the idea of losing him, but I don't know that she's in love oh,
0: with no, him. Oh, no, I thought she was. I, th- it was, I think she's, she's been in love with him the whole I time. Think, they say she's been in love with him for in the nine years.
1: I think in the beginning, it's more like, I want, to, uh, this is something that I, that it, it's kind of more of a game, but I think as the movie goes on, I think she does realize okay i am really in love with this man i don't know well
0: she's she probably you know thought she had you know all the time in the world to really you know figure out who she was yes. and reconcile yeah. those feelings and then finally reveal yeah. them and now that the clock is running out you know yeah, she's realized I, she realized she can't she's she's the moment is yeah. about to pass yeah
2: i don't, I don't know that I, we is. have enough history to really know like her yeah. her motives But I I know if I was in that circumstance, it would definitely be more like a I can't lose him to someone else rather than like I'm still in love with him type of thing.
1: Yeah. That's what I feel like in the beginning it was. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where we get this in this next scene because they go dress shopping and she's talking about, you know, I I hate weddings. She hates weddings. People say this about her. She hates weddings. She never goes to them. Uh, And she's not into conventional things like marriage, romance or love.
2: Would you rather the daffodil?
3: Um, I thought the bridesmaids all wore the same dress. Not you. You wouldn't be comfortable unless you were distinctive. What else did he tell you? You hate weddings. You never go. You're not up for anything conventional or anything that's assumed to be a female priority, including marriage, romance, or even love. Michael and I were a wrong fit right from the start. He said that too. Well, I thought I was like you and proud to be. Until I met rumpled, smelly old Michael. Then I found I was just a sentimental schmuck like all those flighty nitwits I'd always pitied. It's funny, huh? Any
0: cigarette. <laughs> uh, and then she rips the the bridesmaid's dress she's trying on.
2: Which I think is an like I this, this is not something I read recently, but I think that was not scripted. I oh, think did she it, rip the dress? Oh, really? Yeah, that when she's stepping off the like pedestal, she like accidentally rips. I feel like this this is a memory of thirty years ago, so I don't know if it's true, but like it probably was.
1: Yeah. It probably was. And then you can see the but looks on was- their
2: faces. They're like. Uh. And they're like, oh. Well, that's interesting (laughs) because
0: it leads to that next scene in the dressing room where she's changing. And it's sort of like, I almost wonder if that scene would have gone differently if they, maybe if she ripped the dress and they go like, hey, wait a minute, you know. Oh
2: wait, what, what part are you talking, I'm talking about when it like, when she steps off the thing when she's getting fitted. And it rips on the seam. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then she goes to change because she's ripped the dress and she's in her underwear And then Jermot Moroni comes in and he's like, oh, I've seen you more naked. Like, he's thinking like platonically, like, yeah, Yeah. whatever, I've seen it before. I don't, this doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. Seeing Julia Roberts naked uh, or half naked. I
2: think half the country would disagree with him.
0: I mean, she is the the titular pretty woman.
2: That is true. That is very true. uh, She's very adorable in this movie. As much as I like disagree with like everything that she's doing. She is quite charming and, and very sweet and cute.
0: Well, she thinks she is because yeah. like now that he's seen her naked, she calls up George, her, the you know, Rupert Everett and goes like, well, he's toast now because yeah. he's seen it. You know, now yeah. he, you know, I've got him yeah. where I want him.
1: And, and she's in kind of sexy underwear, too. It's not like she's in granny panties or anything. She's got like a black, silky, you know, like a bra on and everything. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Right. So let me get to the scene in the elevator. Uh, where at first they're like trading like she she's in the elevator with Cameron Diaz and they're trading like stories about uh, his like oh he snores and he does all these annoying things but then she like stops the elevator and is like don't fuck with me which is just a nice moment of like oh right she recognizes that she that Julia Roberts is a threat Mm -hmm. and she's not really happy about this yeah
3: After two weeks of cataloging all of his faults, I made a command decision that changed my life. I threw the list away. He's not a balance sheet. He's Michael. And loving him means loving all of him. you get nervous in small, confined spaces? So sweet of you to want to be protective, but nothing ever could, ever did give me one moment's pause about this marriage. You become hysterical in small, confined spaces. Except one you. you will always be there in his mind, this perfect creature that he loved for all those years. Well, perfection can get wearing after a while. I'm not kidding. I had to face up to all of my competitive drives, and believe me, I've got them. No. And after all, what, am I going to be jealous of you for the rest of my life? Our paths will keep so, on crossing. Of course. He'll always talk about you. It's only natural. And the answer was so simple. I was going to
1: predict that.
3: You win. Mr. his step. He's got you on a pedestal and me in his arms. Oh my God, it's the bride and the woman she'll never live up to.
2: <laughs> Are you okay? Honey? Well, you put yourself into Cameron right. Diaz's shoes and you imagine this woman showing up that has known him for like 10 years. Like how intimidating yeah. that would be. Oh, yeah.
1: And she's, and now Cameron Diaz sees her and she's a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. It's not like she's, you know, uh, a grandma with, you know, uh, hair coming out of a mole. She's and got, got all her
2: teeth.
0: Yeah. One would say she's she
2: a cheese. pretty woman. One would say <laughs> that. Yeah, you hit that. This is why I'm on these
1: podcasts, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you gotta keep that one. Mm-hmm.
2: So she, um... <laughs> This is when she, like, stumbles out of the elevator, right? Yeah, into
0: this party with, like, the, the bride's entire yeah. family. Can
2: I just stop for one second, too? Like, I don't buy it that Cameron Diaz doesn't have any friends that could be made of honor. Like... With that personality, like, she has no friends that are standing up to her. And we
0: see that there's, like, a hundred people yeah. at this wedding. Where are all
2: the people? Yeah. Where are all the friends? There's more than just those two annoying cousins that should it's be in this wedding party. Those two slutty cousins, <laughs> yeah.
1: She's,
0: I mean, like, I mean, she's,
2: what happened? She's
0: an extremely attractive girl in college. Like so yeah. She has to have friends. There must
2: be, like, and, a plot she... point for not having her have like, and she's super rich and her parents own the White Sox. Come on. Yeah. I
1: think the so. fact that she hasn't yeah. like found friends is a, is weird. I, I agree. I, th-
0: I think the shorter walk would have been to just say, look, Dermot Maroney really wants her to be part of the wedding. So we'll make her the yes. maid of honor because, mm-hmm. you know, he, maybe he doesn't have so many friends and she's his longtime best friend. Yeah, so, that makes more
2: that sense. That would
0: have been a, a, a simpler way to do it, but it's fine. It's fine. Um, but yes, we meet her entire family, including these like two weird, they're not twins, but like, isn't one of them Rachel Griffiths from Six Feet Under? We got
2: Rachel Griffiths and Carrie Preston. Yeah. Who I know because she's married to Michael Emerson, but she's been in things in her own right. Michael Emerson from Lost.
0: Yes, I know. Uh, Yeah. Yeah it's just sort of this weird, like, oh, oh my God, here's like, you know, 10 characters. And then we're like, we're off. Like the, yeah. the pacing is pretty quick. And I think yeah. the movie never lets you forget, like, yeah, the, the clock on this is only four days right. until the wedding.
1: Oh yeah. It's fast. It is
2: fast.
0: Uh, and I think then we go to the ball game, right? We go to the the White Sox game where we meet the father uh, of the bride the family, yeah. I mean,
2: his brother. Yeah. Who's his...
1: But you also met, you met the mother at the, um, uh, when they went up mm-hmm. on the elevator to the penthouse, and she meets everybody, she meets um, Kimmy, who is Cameron Diaz's mother, and her mother's very gracious and very wonderful, and you can tell that Kimmy comes from a very good like. They're not like the typical billionaires that you would kind of assume, like they're not Donald Trump or anybody. You know, they're they're more
2: warm and, you know, uh, more yeah. of a, they're a
1: warm, yeah. welcoming yeah. family. Well, and warm, we, welcoming family. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, and Michael says they're the salt of the earth and they do appear to be, you know,
1: mm-hmm. kind, yes. decent yes. people.
0: Um, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, so we have this conversation between, uh, you know, Julia Roberts and, uh, Jules and Michael again. And she says, well, how can you like someone that perfect? And he says, when I hug her, she lets me hold her as long as I want. You pull away. Mm-hmm. Which,
1: like, yeah.
2: Uh, ouch, <laughs> imagine hearing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um But she does, yeah. But, I mean, like I said, she's, you can tell she has a type A personality, so you can see. I felt like that is on brand with her. Of course she would be, like, wouldn't be someone who would be too demonstrative, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah.
0: yeah, and now it's the karaoke scene. <laughs>
1: I
3: don't know just what to do with myself,
4: I'm so used to doing everything for you, planning everything for two, and now that we're
3: through, I just don't
4: Which, which oh, yes.
2: Cameron Diaz was actually literally terrified to film. So like some of that like horror is actually real. She doesn't like singing in front of people. Is
1: that her real voice though or did she like make it worse than it really is? Because if that's her real voice, she could be the worst singer I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> entire life. It's horrible.
0: I'm trying to remember if she's sung in any other movie. So I don't have a frame of reference. It seems like she's hamming it up
2: yeah, a little it bit. it seems like it would be worse. Yeah, she does have yeah. like a musician husband now. <laughs> so maybe her singing has gotten better. Who knows? Yeah, because well, she, it, she I definitely also, doesn't I,
0: sing in The Mask. Like, she's definitely lip syncing. Yeah. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. Well, and I'm always surprised
1: that, like, when actresses sing, usually they're pretty good. Like, you know, these people are so talented that they've got good voices, too. Like Meryl Streep, I never knew that she was... She's got a very good voice, just to throw one out. But... God, Cameron Diaz, I feel bad for you because you are really bad. You are a terrible singer.
0: But this is the beginning of like Julia Roberts really being a villain because she's like, well, I'm going to, you know, have her embarrass herself because I, I, you know, she, she overheard. Oh, Kimmy's a bad singer. So I'm going to put her, you know, but Michael likes karaoke. So I'm going to like force her into this position where she has to sing. But it backfires because even though she's terrible, she kind of goes for it in the audience. She know, wins over the side. audience.
2: And it's, it's adorable to see. And I think that, like, I've been in situations where I've, like, wanted, like, with that friend that I was speaking of. Like, I wanted something bad to happen that he would look at the, like, uh, someone he was dating in a negative light. And they just don't. Like, anything stupid yeah. you do, it just, you become more and more endearing to the person who likes you. Like and it, it was yeah, kind I mean, of cute. And, and, to and he's staring at yeah. her. Yeah. He's like, and he even says, like, oh, that was terrible. And then he kisses her. Which is just so cute. Yeah. And It speaks yeah. to like how pure their love is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you this is where you start to go, you start going, like, oh, is Julia Roberts the bad guy? Because you watch her and you're like, Yeah, that was kind of shitty. Yeah. You know, I'm kinda of glad this backfired <laughs> yeah. on you. Cause like that was real mean spirited. Right. Like yeah. and, 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 and you know, honestly,
2: yeah. like on second viewing, and I don't think I felt this way when I watched this movie as like a seventeen year old, but like I'm actually rooting for Cameron Diaz at this point. Like I'm not Well, yeah. I'm not rooting for I feel Julia like Roberts a switch. At all. Yeah.
1: I feel like there's a switch at this point that Cameron Diaz is like, God, she's got some balls to do this. And she just like overcame some one of her like big fears. She's a real I you know, I I feel like there there's a switch in her and, uh, who, who you're supposed to like at that point, mm-hmm. that's like the first con- time you're like, oh, okay, this is a different, this is not the typical rom-com. Mm-hmm.
2: And you can just see how Dermot Mulroney like looks at her. Yes. And it looks like
1: love. There's, yes. Oh yeah, totally.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so Cameron Diaz goes to dinner with her mom and Jules stays behind with, with Michael, uh, and she admits to him that he, she like, Hey, she's all, She's actually all right. Like I wanted to hate her mm-hmm. basically, but Cameron Diaz right. is nice. Like she's not a bad person. Um, right. She sacrificed a lot to, for you. A- and then she lays in what will be kind of the more like significant conflict, which is, well, are, are, are you going to stay in Chicago and work for the white Sox With her instead of jet setting around because he's a sports writer. He follows various teams around all over the country. He's not around very much. And so it's this question like, well, is she going to give up on her dreams and follow him around? Or is he going to give up on his career and settle down and stay there with her? And and Julia Roberts quickly recognizes like this is the point of conflict. This is the actual like meaningful thing in their relationship. They haven't worked out. And I'm going to exploit it. Mm -hmm.
1: Right. Yeah, because she was going to University of Chicago and she was like two years away from getting an architect degree. And um, Cameron Diaz character, Kimmy, says, well, I'm going to drop out of school and follow him around. Like and when um, Julia Roberts says, oh, where are you guys going on your honeymoon? She's like, well, if uh, San Antonio beats... Uh, Tampa, then we're going to go to, you know, it's all about his work. Mm -hmm. So she's basically giving up her life to go on the road with him into baseball season, which is 100 1,000
2: games a summer, would you like? So, so, all summer. Maybe Michael is the real villain here. <laughs> well, and he would be asking her to do <laughs> that. Right, yeah.
0: Well, there is an interesting thing, which is that this issue is never actually resolved in the movie. We don't find out, you know, no, well, is he going to give don't. up his thing? Because the, the actual answer is, it's none of your fucking business, Julia Roberts. Like, let them work that right. out. Right,
1: right. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Uh, all right, so... Uh, yeah, so they start layering this in. They go to the restaurant, and Cameron Diaz tells her father uh, she needs a favor. And mm. she won't. so this is like, um, Julia Roberts incepts this idea into Cameron Diaz to ask her father to then ask Del, uh, Dermot Mulroney to say, she, he, basically, she's trying to work this angle carefully so it doesn't look obvious as to where this is coming from. So it's th- through a couple of layers to get the father to offer Dermot Mulroney a job. So he'll stay knowing that this will uh, bother him and he won't want to do it. And now he'll want to back out of the wedding.
2: But I feel like they've established that this, something like this has already come up in the relationship and they've already been through it. Am I like remembering Yeah, that they
1: know ar- No, they've already talked about it. They've like, he, she's already said, this is what I'm going to do. And I feel like Dermot Mulry, like Moroni feels like she's going back, reneging two days before they're going to get married. Yeah. Okay, so
0: which is correct, but also she does, in her heart of hearts, she doesn't want to give up her, her. And she uh, shouldn't her college. have to. She shouldn't. I mean, it is a. a but they have decided
2: that this is the path for them, and she can go back to school at another point, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's not an actual deal-breaker, but it's clear that, like, it's a significant conflict between them that needs to be worked out.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Um, but they fight about it, and then they make up. So Julia Roberts is like, hmm, yeah. you know, one step forward, <laughs> one step back. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right. Uh, so she leaves a phone message for Rupert uh, at the dinner party, kind of begging him for help. So, you know, I need I need, uh, I need more, uh, more cooks in the kitchen here to make this... Marriage fall apart.
4: George, intern, I'm not in. Brevity is the order of the day.
2: George,
3: answer this damn! I'm in a It's here. nice She double crossed nice. me.
2: The little twerp. Next weekend she comes out. She's so
3: Michael and I are it's the same all. person.
2: Self-absorbed and
3: no, vaguely lovable. lovable. We deserve each other. I'm running out of time. I'm completely out of sneaky ideas. I have come to the end of my wrath rope. George, you have got to think of something.
4: Coffee, anyone?
2: Um And I th- love that he comes in and he kind of gives it to her. Like Ryan said earlier, he becomes the voice of reason, which I think she needs. It doesn't really help. She's yeah, not really yeah. listening to any of his advice, but I think it's, it's good that he's like kind of the voice of the audience. (laughs) Like, what are you doing?
0: Again, like there is a place in movies like this for the gay best friend as a character. And that's not quite what he is. He is gay. He is one of her best friends, but he's not doing the stereotypical gay best friend. Like going
2: along with everything she's saying. He's actually like disagreeing.
0: Yeah. He goes along at first, but pretty quickly he's like, you're, you're not doing good here. (laughs) This is not okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, cu- he he shows up at her like hotel room the next day and he, he like comes in to save the day cuz she's having so many
2: problems. Mm-hmm.
0: But he's not I mean, he does come in to save the day by telling her just be honest with him and tell him how you feel.
2: Yes. And
0: that of yes. course is not what she does.
2: Yeah, and says so she <laughs> makes up this plan where he's now her fiance.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. To try to
2: yeah. make him right. jealous, I guess would be the plot, like the reason for behind that.
0: He came. And for I a think few it ar- kind
2: of works, honestly.
0: Like it does. It does actually have some effect on he him. He
2: is clearly. kind of jealous and like kind of jolted by like, oh, this is your guy. But I, th-
1: but I think he f- very quickly figures out because he was like in the taxi. He was like, I thought that George was gay. Like mm-hmm. what? A, what? A, and and he's obviously gay. There's like no question about it. And then he he meets Kimmy's family and Kimmy. And he's just like over the top, and it's hilarious. Yeah.
2: All the that's things like, that he does kind of, are hilarious. He like grabs her yeah, boob in the
1: taxi. <laughs> like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just funny. Yeah. yeah. And quick yeah.
0: thinking on his part, too, because he asked something about, like, aren't you gay? And he says, like, well, I, I act gay because it attracts, if I find it attracts women or something, which <laughs> yeah. is a very 90s yeah. kind of <laughs> joke. But like, quick thinking, because like, yeah, because like he, he does not read as like straight. You know, it seems pretty clear Um, he he is gay. So this is going to be a tricky ruse to pull off. Um, So they go to the church and Kim is so carried away.
3: Underplay.
4: Got it. Hey, I'm Jules' fiance, George. (laughs) Just in time for a quick pre-conjugal visit if you catch my drift. I do.
3: You're gonna humiliate me, aren't you?
4: And if I can. Okay, just one thing
3: stay away from me. Right. I can't, I, can't. I don't know why i so carried away!
1: It's so, it's so. I so,
4: Against God's plan? No!
1: Oh no! It's just wonderful! It's
3: wonderful! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: has to meet George. George. You must be Kimmy's little sister. Oh. <laughs> Julian's fiancé, they're
3: going to be married? No. Yes. <gasps> What's going <gasps> on? <gasps> Julian's getting married. Oh my Why God. didn't you tell God. us? Oh,
2: it really it's been
4: time. It's time I wanted to. Love I it. wanted to shout it from the rooftops, <laughs> really? but Jules
3: said no. Pumpkin, no.
4: This is Kimmy's day. Let's not take the attention away from Kimmy. Oh. oh. oh Dear, <laughs> sweet, <laughs> adorable, chocolate-covered Kimmy. Those were
3: very words. I
0: think I'm gonna cry. Because she's so happy that in fact Julia Roberts does have a uh, a mate, and therefore is less of a threat. She's just like, she turns into a butterfly basically at this moment.
2: Uh, She's screeching, and then George is like, "Love the shoes, love the outfit," and he's charming as well. It's a cute scene. I like
1: this. Scene. Yeah. It's a cute scene.
0: And in theory, like, the ruse was that George was supposed to show up, you know, put you know, put this out there that they are engaged and then get the hell out of there. And he's like, no, my flight was canceled. I'm going to stick around and yeah. see how this train wreck <laughs> turns out. Very funny.
1: Well, and and because because they invite him to lunch, which turns out to be my favorite scene in the entire movie. Yeah. Because uh, then they go to...
0: Yeah, they're, they're there at the restaurant. Before we get to the musical number, which we'll, we'll spend some time on, there's an interesting nod he puts in there because they ask how they first met and he starts telling this elaborate <laughs> story yes. that they met in a mental institution not because be, neither of them were patients but they were visiting people together in a mental yes, institution yes. and he says uh they, they, he, he was there to see deon warwick but he also says oh you know it was a doris day rock hudson type situation which you know rock hudson Famously closeted homosexual, yeah. <laughs> like it's right. a, it's a right. nice, right. you know, right. like nod to what they're they're trying to do. But anyway, and, this then leads and, to and uh, the D- go ahead.
1: And it's not really Dion Warwick; it's a drag queen that thinks he's Dion Warwick. Yeah,
0: yeah, so yeah. there's
2: clues. If the family's paying attention, there's clues in there. Right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this one out.
0: Yes, uh, and then we get to the musical number. So I'll let you guys take it away from here because I know you guys love this.
4: And Dion <laughs> turned to me, opened her lovely eyes, and said. What'd she say? The moment I wake up. <laughs> before I put on my makeup,
3: I say a little prayer for you. <laughs> <laughs>
4: While combing my hair now While wondering what dress to wear
3: now <laughs> I say a little prep for
1: you
4: Forever and ever You say my heart and I will <laughs> love you Forever and ever You never will part
1: of oh, how
3: I love you together Forever, that's how it must be To live without you Would only in heartbreak for me
4: I run for the bus, dear While riding I think of us, dear
2: I say a little prayer for you
4: At work I just take time And all through my coffee
0: break time I say a little prayer for you
2: Forever and ever you say stay in my heart my, I remember reading something or hearing something a long time ago that like uh, Rupert Everett swore that he could make Julia Roberts laugh during this scene, and he doesn't. Like she keeps a straight face the entire time, which is fun to watch. Just to see her be like such a good actress. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, and the, the, I mean, it's 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 a good. If you haven't seen it, you should YouTube the scene because it's very. Very, very fun, and the whole Mm -hmm. restaurant joins in, and um, I'll say a little prayer for you as the song, Mm -hmm. and it's just, it's just great. The
2: whole family's singing along, and it's cute.
0: The lobster people in the back are singing along. They're moving
2: their claws in (laughs) the background. Yeah, Yeah,
1: it was at the Barracuda or whatever, (laughs) and and all the the waiters have... (laughs) <laughs> bury the coda, and they all have the uh, lobster hands. Yes. Yeah, it was, it was well. Funny. He starts yeah.
2: singing, and then like the waiter jumps in and adds the piano to it. It's like your tropey musical <laughs> scene from the eighties, nineties.
0: Yeah, and again, it's all of this stuff. Just sort of this geared towards like you know everything Julia Roberts is going to try is not going to work. Like it's all all of the like romantic comedy shit is going to not go her way.
2: Yeah, and it's fun during the scene too because you can see that. Julia Roberts is like, "Ugh, this is embarrassing." Jorma Rooney is staring at Julia, being like, "What the hell is going on?" So he kind of is showing that he's like a little bit jealous of the situation, and that there's so much like. I think, he's, I think he's looking
1: at her because he's like, "This guy is totally gay." What the hell are you, <laughs> What the hell are you doing? I don't know what the look could be like misconstrued in a lot of ways. Like, I took it as this guy is. Definitely gay. <laughs> like, what, what, what's going on here? You know what I mean?
2: I think this is so fun. Like, I don't know... Like, what happened to... What, what was Rupert Everett in after this? Not much. I feel like this was, like, his big thing.
0: Uh his,
1: his Prince career Charming just... in Shrek
2: 2. Okay. <laughs> and and
1: his career got destroyed by being in a movie with Madonna. And I think it was called, like, The Great Ex... It was, it was so bad oh, that's that, bad. like... It's he, like, he never saw him again. It's
0: not Castaway, but it's got a title like that.
1: Right? It's, They're both on was, an island or something? No, no, no. no. Uh, I think, one? no, they were best friends, and he was, it, basically, I, I think, I, I, I can't remember about it. it. It was something they were best friends, and he was gay, but then they got together. I don't, to have a baby or something. I don't remember what the, it was with Madonna, and she's a terrible actress, generally, so... <laughs> And it was just, it was, like, they lost so much money that he kind of, like, faded away into into oblivion, you haven't heard from him That's since. That's too bad,
2: because he's really quite charming in this movie. I think he got nominated yeah. for, like, a BAFTA and a Golden Globe. So he was recognized for his, his acting in this movie. Yeah. No, he was great he in was this so
1: movie. Good. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. Uh,
0: so we finally do get to their goodbye at the airport, where he's leaving. And so I love that you know, she says, you know, what... She asks, you know, what's he, what's he going to do? And he says, look, he will choose Kim. You'll kiss him goodbye and go home.
2: Yeah. So
0: get on with it. You know, yeah. um, which is yeah. right yeah. about. We'll find out. Later.
2: Yeah.
0: Foreshadow. Um Right. <laughs> so she, she does tell, uh, she now goes and tells Dermot Mulroney that they're not engaged anymore. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Michael says, oh, I felt crazy jealous. Like he actually admits that there was some jealousy there. Like he has some feelings.
2: And I still don't think it's jealousy that, like, he has feelings. I think it's jealousy that, like, she's with someone else. Like, I just think that they were always, like, each other's person because they didn't have another person. And I don't think that's necessarily that you're in love with them. You're just, you're that person to them. So if they get taken away from you, then who do you have? And not that person in the sense that, like, you're in love with them. Just, like... You know, the person that you turn to and that is your close friend and your confidant.
0: I mean, there is an intimacy there. Mm -hmm. It's maybe not exactly the same species of intimacy that he has with Kim, but it's still pretty, it's a profound relationship in his life. Yeah, yeah. Which leads to this scene when they're, you know, they're taking a boat ride on the river Mm -hmm. and, you know, they, they, you know, he says this could be their last time alone together. Um, That he says, you know, Kimmy says you should say, would you love someone out loud wink wink um, <laughs> and yeah.
2: she still can't do
1: it
0: yeah they talk about this you know the moment will pass you by and metaphorically they literally go under this bridge and then it's over yeah. you and know. they
2: start dancing to the song that he and he's singing and she's wiping away tears and it's very sad and you I guess you do feel a little sorry for her
4: I've been thinking a lot the last couple of days about us I mean
3: How have you Well, there are a lot of memories to choose from, I guess. It's
4: more than that. I mean, it's, it's kind of embarrassing to say it this way, but you've sort of been, you know, the woman in my life.
3: You've been the man in mine.
4: And I was thinking this could be our last time alone. Together, you know.
3: Except for that hot affair we'll have twice a year. Except
4: for that. I mean, you commit to this wedding, and then... and then it seems like this momentum, and and then you forget you chose it. You and I didn't, I mean, in our relationships with other people, we didn't use the word love a lot, did we? Kimmy says if you love someone, you say it. You say it right then, out loud. Otherwise, the moment just...
3: Passes you by. Passes you by.
2: sorry for her my opinion of this movie has changed
0: i mean it's it is sad because she's realizing she 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 blew her moment right she had a chance at some point and she let that moment pass her by and she can't get that back
1: yeah when sometimes when you look when the grass is always greener on the other side sometimes the person who is the most perfect for, for you is right in front of you mm-hmm. you know and i think she realizes that
0: yeah so she's gonna up the ante now because she sneaks into the father-in-law's office at the. Uh, oh yeah at, this at just gets more
2: and more ridiculous to me
0: this is worse yeah so she impersonates him and writes an email to michael's boss saying you should fire him
2: just so I can hire him. He won't he, he won't leave he, on his own.
0: Right, but if you do this, I'll I'll yeah, I'll hook him up with a job and she decides not to send it. She mm-hmm. she puts it in like a drafts folder. But unfortunately, uh, as After she leaves, uh, the father-in-law tells the secretary, yeah, I got all these draft emails lying around. You can hit send on all of them, showing how email works in 1997. Yeah, and
2: email, by the way, <laughs> yeah. doesn't even have an email address. She just types in the name of the editor, which is like Bob Smith. This is all she writes. She doesn't write like, not Bob Smith at <laughs> Yahoo. It's Bob Smith Comma, editor in chief. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, love I know, it. I know. It
0: yeah, I'm like the most ancient Macintosh, like from the depths of the computer oh, yeah, it lab. was like, yeah. yes,
1: yes, yeah, it was really old. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so that night, uh, let's see, she tries to get back in the building mm-hmm.
2: to see but what she, she can do. She feels bad. Yeah. She actually has a heart and feels bad about it. And she wants to unsend the message somehow.
0: Yeah. And uh, she, she goes with Michael,
1: right? To
2: try yeah, Michael tried. And then they, the key doesn't work. And Michael's and he, like, it's like the night before my wedding. I can't help you. And, and he's like, I'll help you. But then he
1: calls and he finds out that that the father-in-law's like, of course, come by my house. It doesn't matter what time. I'll give you the key so you can get in. Like the father-in-law is like a total stand-up guy. Yeah.
2: And then they're like... Walking uh, back to her hotel room to like, so he can like do something like, I guess get the key and he gets the facts from the.
0: Yeah. They, the, unfortunately they, they, it's too, it's late. too late. Right. Yeah. It went through.
2: So, and the yeah. editor is like, well, I just want you to know what you're marrying into. And then, so he call like Michael calls Cameron Diaz and they have a talk and she denies it and they break up. Right. Right. And then we get to see uh. Paul Giamatti.
0: <laughs> a very young Paul Giamatti, yeah, as the bellboy, <laughs> yeah. to give her the like heart-to-heart that she needs from yeah. a stranger.
2: Right.
0: Um, yeah.
4: Excuse me, miss. Are you locked out?
3: No, no, no. Um, I just stepped out. Um, <clears throat> it's a no-smoking room.
4: Uh, well, it's, it's a non-smoking
3: floor, too. Um, maybe you could go down to the lobby Why don't you have me arrested? I mean it. I am a dangerous, criminal person. I do bad things to honest people. You could make a citizen's arrest. I wouldn't struggle. It'd be like getting Al Capone on tax evasion.
4: Can I help you, miss?
3: Do you smoke, Richard?
4: Yes, I do. But...
3: I'm, it's a I, non-smoking floor.
4: Yeah. yeah. you know
3: what?
4: You know, my grandmother always said, this too shall pass.
2: Thanks, Richard.
0: This too shall pass. This too shall pass. I was trying to think if there was anything else big that Paul Giamatti was in around this time. Because I know there was like... This is very early in his career. Like, he was still, like, popping up and, like... I know he was in some, like, kids movie with, like, Frankie Muniz where he's the bad guy around this time.
2: Not a clue. Yeah. I know him from Sideways, but I don't know what he was in between this and Sideways.
0: I know there was something before Sideways where he's Oh, he was in
2: Duets.
0: Hot Dog. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Which was a box office smash. <laughs> Do you know what a movie <laughs>
0: Speaking of karaoke, yeah. <laughs>
2: got a couple of uh emmy nods for that i'm joking sorry paul giamatti your time
1: come yeah we'll do, we'll, we'll do a podcast just on him
2: yeah my nostalgia for paul giamatti in the 90s <laughs> that would last about two minutes
1: yeah well then i could do my nostalgia on steve gutenberg because i i love i what happened to him He's another one that I Which I I feel bad for that t- disappeared. Who has, by, by the way, is not in this movie. Has nothing to do with this movie. But we were talking about nostalgia, and Steve Guttenberg is a, a nostalgic what character. What was my childhood? What
2: was the movie that he was in with Shelley Long?
0: Steve Guttenberg.
2: Do you know the reference? That's Gaga. Indeed. Do you know what movie that's from? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, no, man, I, I liked that not. movie. I can't remember it, but that line has stuck with me my entire life.
0: My Gutenberg movie is Short Circuit, but uh, there's there's a lot oh, of Oh, love,
1: I love Short Circuit. All right, we'll
0: Cir- put a pin Cirque in that we'll, we'll do yeah, Short Circuit yeah. sometime. Um, <laughs> so, we have <laughs> this... I'm, I'm going to steer the train back on the tracks. Um,
2: He's like <laughs> training. He's like training... Never mind. It's okay. <laughs> He's like I think he he's either training with somebody but Shelly Long is like the the sister. Ryan are you looking it up? Anyways, I'll right.
0: So we'll, start, look, we'll look it look up. It up and we'll, we'll make sure this dangling thread gets uh, figured out. Um so <laughs> Julie Roberts uh, and Dermot Mulroney talk again and you know he's saying oh, it's, it was crazy to fall for someone I I hardly knew. I'm so glad you're here. And we find out Julie Roberts has the ring stuck on her finger and Mm -hmm. he then weirdly sucks it off of her (laughs) finger.
2: Because that's what best rings do.
1: (laughs) Yes. Which is really, which is really weird. (laughs) Really, really <laughs> weird. And by the way, it's the movie with that you're thinking of is Don't Tell Her It's Me.
2: Yeah, that sounds about right. We'll have to rewatch that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, uh, coming soon to the Nostalgia of Podcast. That, yeah. <laughs>
0: that title is not what I'm familiar with. So,
2: okay.
4: Neither am I. All
0: right. Um, so, it's the following morning. We're, we're off to the fancy party, which is like the morning of the wedding. And <laughs> it's like, yeah, when are you calling this off? Because there's a lot of people at this party considering you just broke up. Um and
2: there's it, a lot of activities for this wedding. This would stress me out.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of like you know yeah. basically people trying to figure out what the hell is going on. She, you know Cameron Diaz is she's just hoping for a miracle.
2: Oh, this is when we get the scene that I could be uh, you could never be jello. I could be jello? Okay.
3: You're Michael. You're in a fancy French restaurant. You order Creme brulee, for dessert. It's beautiful. It's sweet. It's irritatingly perfect. Suddenly, Michael realizes he doesn't want creme brulee. He wants something else. What does he want? Jello. Jello? Why does he want jello? Because he's comfortable with jello jello makes him comfortable i realize compared to creme brulee it's jello but maybe that's what he needs i could be jello no creme brulee can never be jello you could never be jello I have to be jello you're never gonna be jello now you need to come clean with your parents because if you're waiting for that do you take this man part it's considered poor form i love him and whatever delusions I drove Michael to, there's truth at the heart of it. You see, I want him to work for my father. I want to stay in school and I want a life of my own. Please, tell him that it's my fault and that I love him. You're the only person that I trust.
2: This is such a classic scene. Cause she's like oh the creme brulee and I'm Jello yeah, yeah. such yeah, a good yeah, scene yeah. so Julia Roberts is going back and forth and like kind of helping them talk to each other.
0: Well, she's trying to convince her like, hey, you were never really right for each other anyway. Because but she fails. She fails. Yeah. Also, it's really sad. I mean, because she's like trying to like, just, I need to put the nail in this coffin, right? I need to, you know, tell her yeah they 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 are a mismatch despite everything we've seen to the contrary. Yeah. And yeah, that I could be jello thing is so sad because she's like, No, we are we fit together. It's okay. Like I'm it's like <laughs> it's so jello. pathetic. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> and then you got the boys singing with the balloons, which is kind of a fun scene. What's the It's it's the John weird. Denver like song?
0: it's yeah, it's Annie's song. Well,
1: it, And it's so, like, I feel like it was like the Vienna Boys Choir singing. And it's like they were all, they were like all three castrated. It was so, they sing so high.
2: Helium, Ryan. I know.
1: Oh, oh, was it the helium they were sucking? Is that why it was so hot? Okay. Okay. I didn't get get that. I thought they were maybe castrated in Vienna or something. I didn't
0: know. No, they are not castrati. uh, But I do love that they are like, they are perfectly harmonized. Like they worked on this at some point to sing any song. Oh, 100%.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, They all look like big John Denver fans too. These like, you know, 14 year olds in 1997.
2: And apparently John Denver died like a couple of months after this movie was released.
0: Oh, that's a bummer. But he was great.
2: He got to see that tribute.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Maybe you watched it on the plane.
2: Yeah. Too soon. And, uh... <laughs> cut that out. <laughs>
0: so we finally make our way to this scene in the gazebo where oh, we at last get the confession from Julie Roberts. He finally tells him, you know, I love you. I'm, you know, Marry
3: choose me instead, me. yeah. This is... By far the dumbest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Uh, so dumb, in fact, uh, that I can't. Oh, but I'm gonna. Sure, Michael. I love you. I've loved you for nine years. I've just been too arrogant and scared to realize it. And well, now I'm just scared. So. I I, I realize this comes at a very inopportune time, but I really have this gigantic favor to ask of you. Choose me, marry me, let me make you happy. (laughs) That sounds like three favors, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, uh, Cameron Diaz sees it—her her worst nightmare coming true. Yeah, which leads to this ridiculous car chase where you know, Cameron Diaz just takes off. He Michael takes off after her, and then she steals this bakery truck to chase the two of them.
2: Yeah, and then she calls George, and George makes the point, of course. What he does is like, "Who's chasing you? Don't you get it? You're losing."
0: And, yeah. Up.
1: Absolutely.
0: And then in a weird... This this scene must be longer. There must be some, um, like, direct, you know, uh, you know, cutting room floor shit here. Because George is at some kind of a book reading. He's in a bookstore. And the person doing the book reading is Harry Shearer, who, like, audience would know he's, like, half the voices in The Simpsons. He's, you know, uh, from Spinal Tap and from, you know, these other Christopher Guest movies, like Best in Show. Um mighty wind and like why do you hire someone with this pedigree to to give like one line and as like basically a glorified extra there has to be something more to this scene that we didn't see because like harry Shearer is like monstrously comedically talented i don't know i
2: like the music in the truck though what the world needs now needs now yeah it's such a good soundtrack
0: Yeah, a lot of them. Are I don't have an answer
2: server. to your Harry Shearer. Yeah, comments, I,
0: I don't know why he's there. Um, but yeah, the, the, a lot of the songs, I guess, are Burt Bacharach songs. Yes. I'm not sure why that is, why specifically Burt Bacharach, but they are. Uh, and yeah, he says, "Yo, I kissed him." He says, and Rupert Everett says, "Did he kiss you back?" Mm-hmm. Right? He's like, "Again, he doesn't love you." Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And.
2: Uh, and so they end up at The train station. Oh, the train station, right, right. right. where he tells her the story of how he proposed and she finally starts to feel guilty
0: she this is where she finally says i'm the bad guy yeah. like she, she's she like says i'm it out loud. pond
2: yeah. scum no you're the fungus yeah. that feeds on the pond scum
0: yeah i and, mean and they make it funny but it's also like yeah th- that is the thesis of the movie like you this this is a romantic comedy turned inside out because What you're doing is, like, in a normal romantic comedy, all of these shenanigans and machinations would ultimately lead to them getting together. But what it actually is, is you are fucking up a person's engagement for totally selfish reasons. You are the bad guy. You are.
1: You literally are. You are the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And But he says that he's flattered, which I don't know that I would have that reaction, but I guess that if you've been best friends for 10 years, maybe... You forgive this? He's I don't exceedingly
0: know. kind in this moment to be like, <laughs> oh, you know, I mean, you, you, this. She's wrecked his life practically at this at, point. I mean, know? he
2: doesn't know that it's going to be fixed, so yeah. He, by all his understanding, it's it's over. And doesn't she
1: tell him she's the one who sent the email? Then yeah,
2: Yeah, to yeah she like, reveals everything. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's like everything. It's like verbal diarrhea. Yeah, well, I'm so it's glad like she that tells she tells him does everything.
2: Though. She she yeah. has to, otherwise, yeah. their friendship is just ruined. Uh, yeah
0: and then we cut briefly over to this random scene where one of the uh the two not quite twin sisters has glued their tongue do to, they have a christmas story moment where yes. she glued her tongue to the <laughs> ice sculptor's penis
2: i guess we needed to break up the seriousness <laughs> yeah. with a little comedy the david
1: yeah she's yeah. like giving the david a yeah yeah
0: go. yeah out of nowhere <laughs> uh yeah <Very laughs> well honest. no she because
2: yeah. she had to call and some the the cousin or whatever said like, Oh yeah. Someone said they saw Kimmy at the, at the stadium. At the stadium. So we needed that to get them both over to yeah. the stadium. Right. Yeah. Or and, or to s- get Julia. To
0: the stadium. Yeah, so she goes to the stadium to find her and basically Fix, tell her yeah. as best she can say, like, I fucked this up. Yeah. Go be marry your, your Go guy the ma-
2: Marry the man of our dreams. Yes. Like that. In a public bathroom
1: with a lot of women.
2: Give me like give me standing bathroom. around. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. You need to like know. yes.
2: It's, it's like a public
1: restroom at a baseball game. yeah so like why would she be in imagine. the
2: public restroom? Like she wouldn't have gone to like a family suite. <laughs>
0: yeah, they and own probably, the, yeah, I the mean, team. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nah, you
1: would think she would have a better like I don't know, but maybe that shows that she's down-to-earth and cool Yeah,
2: maybe we'll go with that
3: Kimmy? Kimmy, I know you're in here. The guard saw you come in. Just leave me alone you bitch Kimmy Who the hell do you think you are? Pretending to be my friend. and I made you my maid of honor. Who asked you to do that? You knew me, what, eight minutes? Michael trusted you. So I trusted you. You wanted to keep me close. You didn't trust me for a second. <laughs> I was right. Well, of course you were right, but that's not my fault. You kissed him. At my parents house. Oh. On my wedding day. Oh, Tramp. Shut up. Now, I love this man, and there is no way that I'm going to give him up to some two-faced, big-haired food
2: critic.
0: (laughs) You want to talk about Kimmy?
2: Kimmy. Kimmy. (laughs) When Julia Roberts is, like, searching for for Cameron Diaz, (laughs) she's like, Kimmy! Kimmy! And there's, like, this lady in the the bathroom going, Kimmy. Kimmy and Tony and I say that all the time to (laughs) each other. (laughs) Kimmy, Kimmy,
1: Kimmy, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, she, The old bag
2: lady, but she is like this is a fun scene because like they kind of talk about like the crowd is like rooting for Kimmy. She's like you're a, a, an editor with big hair, or whatever they say. Like, yeah, she
0: insults her by saying she's a food critic, which is like that's not a burn. That's just a job. <laughs> <It's>
1: yeah, that, <laughs>
2: yeah exactly. Yeah, um,
0: but yeah. So finally, you know, it's, it's enough to get her back to the wedding. Uh, and we go to the the, the toasts. Yeah. Uh, first, it's the young the, the younger brother.
2: He uh, doesn't know how to give a toast.
0: Yes, trying and failing. <laughs>
1: but he's like those.
2: fourteen or <laughs> yeah. something.
1: Yeah. I don't know. He's Probably very a little very younger,
2: but yes, sixteen. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess the older brother is the professional writer. He got all the the writing talent.
2: Yeah. Well, he'll get there.
0: Yeah. Uh, little,
2: little Chris Masterson. Yes. We'll get there in time.
0: Uh, and so now it's time for for Julia Roberts to give her toast as the maid of honor.
3: I had the strangest dream. I dreamt that some psychopath was trying to break the two of you up. (laughs) Luckily, I woke up and I see that the world is just as it should be. For my best friend, has won the best woman. Um, I didn't get you a gift. (laughs) However, this is on loan until you two find your song.
0: I had a dream that some psychopath was trying to break you up, but I woke up. The world is as it should be. I don't have a gift, but I got you this song on loan. Because it's been a thing that, like, the two of them don't have, like, a song that's their song.
2: Yeah, and they weaved it into the movie that this was the song. Like, he sings the song on the boat when they're dancing. Right. He
0: gives to, she gives to them this song that means it's really theirs her yeah. song with him now.
2: It's really her song with him.
1: Yeah. 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 And, and she, yeah.
0: It's, yeah, I get Just the way you and look the, tonight.
1: Yeah. And the two and the two twins aren't they the ones yeah, who sing it? They are singing it. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. They're good. Yeah. And then uh, George shows up, or he calls her. Well, first
0: we have this fight over the bouquet. Oh. They okay. go through that shtick, um, but Julia Roberts does not come away with the bouquet, as I recall, right? Who comes I away think with the,
2: it? I think the cousins are fighting the, over yeah, it. But, I don't remember that part. Yeah.
0: yeah. Again, like kind of like the cliche would be that Julia Roberts gets the bouquet. Right, implying yeah. that well, she'll her her turn is next with somebody else, right? Like, which so it, it's a little subversion there, and finally she's she's alone back at her table or whatever. George calls her, and mm-hmm. we see that somehow he has been at this.
2: He's event. at the wedding. Yeah, <laughs> she's never
0: noticed yeah. he was there,
2: and he says some cute things to her.
0: <laughs> well, he's acting like he's like he's oh yeah you know I love your purple dress or whatever. He's like, how did you know I was wearing a purple yeah. dress? Like, it's a lot of that.
2: Yeah. yeah. He he makes her it feel better. It was very cute. He's like, yeah. There's, you know, there will be dancing, but he's no marriage, gay. no sex, but there will
0: be dancing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's right,
1: and right, that's the
2: right, 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 right. Yeah.
0: yeah, Um and
1: that's the end.
0: And again, I like the subversion of like the the, the 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 you the standard romantic comedy ending would be she doesn't get Dermot Mulroney, but she at the very end of the movie she has a meet cute with someone at the wedding or something. It's implied that like. Again, she will find romance with somebody else. And instead, it's like, no, I'm just going to hang out with George. You know, it's you know, not necessarily she'll die alone, but we're not going to answer the question here and now. That's
1: okay. Well, it's a different type of love. She found, I mean, George is now going to be her. I mean, it's it's a friendship type of Mm -hmm. love that she. And sometimes, like, sometimes, you know, love is right in front of you and you don't notice it. And so I feel like that's kind of the, that's kind of the, um, I don't know, the moral of
2: the story. She's fulfilled in a way that she needs right now. And maybe the love stuff will come later. But Uh, she's got that friend.
0: Also, not a spinster. She's 28. (laughs) She'll be fine.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, yeah. She's got a long, long, long time. Although she, I don't know why, but she looks a lot older than 28. But I think she was like 29 when she filmed it. So she, it's not like she wasn't, she was like, you know, one of those teen, uh, high school actors who's really like 33 30. you know it wasn't that but I mean she looked older I think than 28
0: it's the hair yeah, too that
1: makes her look that way yeah um, yeah and the clothes the clothes whoever whoever again, styled 1997. her yeah it was the year <laughs> that, that I styled be fired. Her. I don't think it was her <laughs> yeah okay, I, okay. yeah
0: you know, there's so much to like about this movie. Uh, I, I was really impressed with it because of that subversion to it. I was thinking this pairs really well with something like, uh, I, I still think the ultimate romantic comedy is When Harry Met Sally, which is yeah. all about you know two friends realizing that, in fact, they are each other's person, right? And this is the opposite of that. It's two people that have been friends for a really long time, and Julia Roberts coming to the realization of, like, I have to say goodbye to this person because it isn't going to happen. Right. That's not what this right. is. And the whole movie is basically one long kiss goodbye, basically. Right. I mean, that that's what mm-hmm. she's doing is she's going through all of these stages of grief, basically to mourn this right. relationship that never was. So that maybe someday in the future, she will, you know, move on to the next thing.
2: Yeah. And maybe it's a handhold yeah. to like those people who have been in these situations where it's like you don't always get the person. And it's nice to have a movie yeah. where you're kind of, like, comforted by the fact, okay, well, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Like, she didn't get him in the end, and, and she's going to be all right. And you don't always want yeah. that happy ending. I'm sorry, you just don't. Like, I think that's why this movie works so well, is because it isn't that movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, that that subversion is what makes this movie notable mm-hmm. in a sea of so many 100%. other forgettable rom-coms.
1: 100%. So, yeah, I totally... 100%. And the music and the musicality of it, I think, is also sets it apart from other other rom coms at the time. But yeah, no that that one that's that's that kind of twist is definitely what makes it memorable over other over the however many rom coms are were in the nineties.
0: Well, then I think this is a good time then to ask. us we we're, we're here at the end, you know, Ryan, why do you think it is that people do keep coming back to My Best Friend's Wedding? Uh, In a way, they may not come to some of those other rom-coms.
1: Well, I mean, I just, I think it's, you know, it's an hour and 30, it's 90 minutes of your life. I mean, it's a very, it's not a very long movie. It's a movie that you can turn on, that you can kind of let your brain just go wherever it goes. And it's it's a fun, entertaining um movie, it's, there's aspirational points of it, but I think that it is more realistic than maybe something like on Hallmark, you know, where it's it's just like, there's just a you know, uh, it's like a formula. Or, um, you know, other rom-coms at the time that it's literally just a formula, boy meets girl, you know, whatever. Um, this one... I think because it's different, I think it makes it more memorable. I think Julia Robert Julia Roberts was. I think the casting was really great. I think everyone did an amazing job. I think uh, Cameron Diaz was perfect for the for the part. And I just I I just always have really liked that movie. And I don't think there's really any deep reasons why, but those are kind of. I think the reasons why I personally think it's persevered this long.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's not much to add on to that. I would just say like, it's just so relatable. I mean, we've all been in that circumstance where we've had this love that's unrequited or just didn't work out for whatever reason. And, and it's nice to have a movie where it ends up like how your life ended up in that particular like snapshot in time. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, um, Just watching it, though, like, I definitely just did not have the same font. Like, I enjoyed the movie, but, like, I definitely felt like everything Julia Roberts was doing was terrible, and maybe that's just something that comes with age, because at the time, when I'm watching it, I'm rooting for her. I want her to win. I want her to get the guy, but this time around, I was like, oh, God, she's terrible. Like, please end up with Kim. Like, I obviously know how the movie ends, but, like, I wanted... I was rooting for Kimmy and I think that Kimmy was more like my main character in the movie. Like I, I would have liked to see her, her side of the movie, yeah. my wedding. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah exactly. <laughs> the movie, yes,
0: the movie yeah. isn't the sixth sense or anything, but there is, you know, th- this is a different movie the second time you watch it. And I can say that, yeah. you know, as the person here who was watching it for the first time for this podcast, like I was going through what you were talking about when you first saw it, which is like, okay. Right. I'm, ex- I, I'm supposed to expect that, Eventually, this will work out. So Julia Roberts will wind up with this guy in the end. But I don't know how to feel about all the substitute. So by the time she literally says out loud, I'm the bad guy, um, it, it does make me think, you know, as, as we were talking through the movie, I'm trying to you know replay it in my head of like, yeah, wait a minute. This scene plays very differently when you know how it all works out, when you understand that they aren't going to give you the ending that you think should match this movie. And so, yeah, you were rooting for Cameron Diaz the Mm -hmm. whole time knowing like, yeah, Julia, stop messing with this poor man and his fiance. Right. I think I think that makes it again, it makes it notable. But you're right. The emotional component of like the reason it still works, because is even knowing that she is, quote unquote, the bad guy is the pain of what she's going through of like realizing like this guy is, you know, she let this guy slip through her fingers and basically she's spending the entire movie kicking herself because she did that. And like, that's so relatable. Mm That's, it's it's just such a profound thing of knowing, like I I had my shot and I missed it. Right. That, that, that is, it's not a romantic comedy. It's a romantic tragedy, Mm -hmm. Um, but it works. And and I think, yeah, it was a, it was a great pick. I'm glad to revisited it. And I think it it is a special and interesting movie. um, Once you know where it's going.
2: Yeah. I think there's like a, one other movie that I'm thinking of, and I don't know if this is, like, a spoiler alert, <laughs> but it's been probably 20 years at this point, but, like, 500 Days of Summer. Yeah. Where, like, yeah. they don't end up together. Sorry <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet. And I'd like to re-watch that movie. And <laughs> I love it. that
0: movie. But, yeah. like,
2: I went through a breakup right a when I saw that movie. And it just, it comforted me in a way because it was like, oh, he's going to be okay Like in, you know, they don't end up together, which you would think would be like such a sad way. Like if you're going through a breakup, but like there's the promise at the end of it. So it's like, it's just having this like comfortable thing to watch where it's like, everything's going to be okay. You don't always get the guy. I mean, you get a different guy or girl, but like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And that's okay. And I,
1: and I think, and I think it also says like, you know, be upfront and be honest. And sometimes You being up front and telling somebody your feelings, it doesn't always go the way that you hope. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's 50-50, right? There's only two answers that you're going to get. And it's okay if you get the wrong answer because there is life after that. Right. And that's the whole thing.
0: Yeah, she put her life on hold basically for nine years you know, because she was afraid of what the answer to that question would be or she wasn't ready. She wasn't she wasn't ready for it to be no. And she probably wasn't ready for it to be yes, either.
2: Obviously not. You know, um, she wasn't right. willing to commit right, at the time. Right.
0: right. You know, so.
2: Right. Absolutely.
0: But right. Exactly. You know, you need to. You know, you're you're right, Ryan. You get it out there. And if the person rejects you, then at least you're free to move on mm-hmm. to the next thing. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The what if question is a. A terrible question to live with if you never have the chance to say it. Yeah. So I'm glad Julia got to say it at one point, but maybe just the wrong time.
0: Too late. Yeah, yeah. too little,
2: too late.
1: Too late, too late. But it frees her. Yeah, it gives her. It frees yeah. her from that that she's been living with for nine years. So either way, it, it it moves her forward because when you don't ask, when you don't, when you just think in your head, geez, I wish I I wish I would have done A, B, C or D. You don't. You don't know, and you always think you'll regret it. Yeah. So.
0: Well, Ryan, I think that's a great place to leave it. Um, Aim, uh, do you want to plug your awesome jewelry?
2: <laughs> sure. If you're interested, you can find me on Momo Bunnies More Co. on TikTok and Instagram or on an upcoming podcast. You just never know where I'll be next.
0: Yeah. Well, we certainly have a few ideas well, for future episodes I got laid out <laughs> Steve here. Steve
2: Gutenberg. Yeah. Got a short we do circuit
0: we Paul did. Giamatti. We got a, a bunch. Of <laughs> yeah.
1: Steve Gutenberg. Just. Steve Guttenberg. Just him. Just Guttenberg. Just Guttenberg.
0: Just Gutes. <laughs> yeah, just Just, just, just Gutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. That'll be, that'll oh, be yeah. our spinoff <laughs> podcast. Of just Gutes. All Gutenberg movies. which just, It just takes a real, yes. just, it just drops off real yeah. sad. Or again.
2: we can find other Gutenbergs.
0: The guy who invented the, the printing press, press? maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it. If you I'll want start to, there. We'll start it's there. Yes. First, yeah. Certainly an important invention. Without
2: him, we would not have the other Gutenberg. <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, so, uh, so uh, if you have thoughts uh, on our show, of course, please. If if you do like the show, do spend the time go drop a review wherever you heard it because that does help increase the podcast visibility and or you know tell friends always another good way just circulate it around um so if you want to send us feedback all the so- links to our social spots are uh in the show notes but basically we're, we are on uh uh X Threads Instagram and uh Blue Sky uh we I started a TikTok page for the show but it's actually just for me doing impressions but if you want to look up nostalgia marcanna on TikTok that's what you'll find there um so if you have thoughts that's where to send all the stuff uh, I would recommend uh, signing up for Instagram because I post bonus there uh, stuff there sometimes as well. If you have thoughts on our recent episodes, which I'm not entirely sure where this one comes in the batting order, but recent episodes would include uh, 16-bit Disney video games, The Care Bears, I believe Crash Bandicoot. And uh, coming up next, I'm not entirely sure, we're talking about doing an episode on Independence Day and uh we're Ooh, gonna do
1: was a good one we're gonna
0: do uh for christmas i think we're gonna do batman returns since we just did batman and batman returns is absolutely a christmas movie because mm-hmm. the whole thing's set at christmas so that'll be fun uh but yeah i haven't worked out the entire schedule yet but that stuff is in the mix so um so th- guys thanks again for coming out and doing this and thanks for bringing me this movie because i've never seen it and this yeah. was a treat so yeah.
1: I love it. I love it. Thanks, Doug. you guys. All right.
0: So until next time, that is one more entry in the Nostalgia Arcana.